0: Edutainment Learning is powered by Academica, Virtual Education, and Collegiate TV. For more information, visit www.edutainmentlearning.com.
1: Uh, my name is Diana Hidalgo. Um, I am the Senior Director of Product Development and Production for Footwear at Tory Birch. Um, I've been here from the very beginning of the company. So um, for those that don't know, Tory Birch is an American luxury brand. Um, based in New York City. Uh, The company was founded in 2004, and I started in 2005. So I was fresh out of college um, and landed here right when this was a startup. Today, we are 19 years old, a billion dollar company. We have stores all over the world. Um, We have wholesale partners all over the world, um, and I manage pretty much all of the footwear um, collection here, including runway and mainline, which is about um, 40% of the entire business. Um, A little bit about my background. So I was born and raised in New York City. I am first generation here in the United States. My parents were both um, immigrants from the Dominican Republic. Um, I, you know, did my high school studies here. And for college, I ended up going to Long Island. I went to uh, CW Post. So I did my undergrad in business. I started off in accounting, thought I was going to be a CPA. Then I said, you know what, maybe i go into finance, thought I was going to work in Wall Street. And then finally came across um, a course in international business. And that's what pretty much sparked an interest in just understanding business from a global spe- uh, spectrum. And that was really important to me. I said, you know what? I'm not sure what I want to do with this, but one thing I want to know, I want to do is make sure that wherever I land gives me access to understand different cultures, how people operate in those countries and how how to interact from a business perspective. Cause I've always been um, interested in business. And that's kind of like where I landed undergrad. um, And then I was trading steel. (laughs) Somehow I landed in a company trading steel. I was like, okay, (laughs) Um, I guess we'll try this out. Um, But that wasn't for me. I I came across someone in the fashion industry and really took an interest in the industry. Um, I don't have a fashion background. So I I did come just with a, a business background. But I knew there was a way to make it work, you know, business at the end of the day, Is relevant no matter what industry you are, um, no matter what role you take. So, I came across a posting for a production assistant role here at Tory, and applied and and got in. I had no idea what I was doing, but one thing I did know was, you know, just the basic skills that I that I had from just like you know school and just. other part-time jobs that I that I had. Um, and and I became a sponge. I, I came across a lot of people along the way. And I said, you know what, I, I want to learn everything that, you know, you have to teach and we'll go along the way. Um, this was a startup. So a lot of it kind of, we we created as we went along. So I did a little bit of production for clothing in the very beginning. That's all we had. We had a Little website, um, and and it was we didn't really have much exposure. And later on, as uh, the business grew and she got more exposure, we introduced new categories. And right away, I raised my hand and I said, "I need to be involved in this new category and, and learn how to, you know, work with handbags, work with jewelry." Um, then, in about 2006, we introduced footwear, which was a completely new uh, concept for for the company, and. I said, I want to sign up for this. Um, It's a new challenge. It's something new that I have to learn. And I've been in footwear ever since. Um, We were working with an agent for for a couple of years. So I was the liaison between the brand and the agent that was helping us produce the shoes and and pretty much do the costing and following on on, production planning. And I was working very closely with the sales team, just to understand. Okay, how are our sales doing? When do we need to make a call? And like, do we need to order more shoes? Do we need to, you know, introduce new styles? What's happening outside? What's the trends? And and kind of just like almost like manage the the all the all the moving pieces. Um, and maybe ten years ago, we decided to take the entire business in house, meaning we no longer were going to work with a middle person. Um, we were going to build our own design team here. We were going to source everything. And we were going to go direct to the factories to develop and produce everything. And again, I raised my hand. I said, I need to be part of that project. <laughs> and that truly gave me an expo- an exposure of the entire, um, the 360 of the business. Because now today I lead a team. I, you know, work with designers. We are pretty much taking something from concept and sketch form to a real life shoes. Um, In my role, I need to be mindful of the business because, you know, when working with design, I need to advise them, okay, this in theory looks beautiful. This may or may not work. But from a business perspective, I know what the customer needs. You know, with working with the sales team and the merchandising, I need to make sure that we fulfill our margin goals. I need to make sure we fulfill, you know, our fit requirements. We are in the business of making beautiful product, but that people can actually wear, are comfortable, uh, a huge uh, emphasis on quality and on costs. And um, I believe that's that's one of the reason why Tori has been so successful, because we hold a very unique space in the um, in the industry where we're not competing with super luxury product like the Chanel and the product, the Prada and Gucci, but we're, we're right below it. The quality is pretty much on par, but we are accessible as far as price point is concerned. Um, we are women led. So Tori herself um, is, is, you know, created a foundation also. In 2009, um, to empower women entrepreneurs, and basically through through access to capital, education, and just like community. So. That's also something I, I I take part of. It's it's very important for me to you know the things that I've learned. How can I pay that for and and you know teach other women? Okay, this is these are the obstacles that you'll come across in a business, or you know these are the things that you need to look for. You know, because even though this is not my business, because I've been here from the very beginning, I might as well you know I I went through through the the challenges and like, oh, this didn't work. And like, oh, actually this worked. (laughs) He wasn't sure, but it worked. So it's been, it's been a great journey for me. Um, and and truly like a learning journey throughout the last 18 years that I've been here.
0: That's amazing. And I like to hear that it's a woman woman led um business. That's awesome. Guys, if you want to learn more, uh check out ToriBirch.com and you you discussed a little bit about uh, vertically integrating the company where you guys own the different steps instead of having to pay somebody for those those different steps to maximize profits, which is really Correct. exciting and cool that the kids are learning about that stuff. and you guys are putting that to use. do you, Do you mind if I jump into some student questions while we have? You? Absolutely. Go ahead. And you guys who are here at live, uh, go ahead and message your questions in the chat. Uh, One of our students emailed me and they wanted to know what were the biggest challenges you faced when you started working at Tory Burch and how did you overcome those challenges?
1: So there were a couple of them because this business was not proven, you know. The fashion industry is a very competitive industry. You have a lot of fashion houses that have been around for a very long time. And even though we've been around for 18 years, in comparison to a lot of brands, we're very still, we're we're very young. And our growth was very fast. So there was a lot of times that we had to use judgment. And, you know, that's hard to teach. That comes with experience and a, a bit of like trial and error, right? And I think that that was one of the challenges. How do I make a call and be comfortable that I might be wrong? Um, how do I make, you know, like I need to make a decision because a decision is better than no decision. Um, and, and that I learned over time. So those were one of my biggest challenges because I wasn't sure it's not proven. Also, it is a new role for me, um, but I also try to learn from, from the people, you know, obviously older than me and that that more experienced than me. Uh, you know, what have you done in the past? How did you manage this? But also understand we're living in new times, right? And, and I still face these challenges, um, whether it's people managing or just the business itself. Everything changes constantly. So what you did last year may no longer be, you know, valid this year. Um, and and that's where your judgment call that instant, that gut instant. Okay, based on my experience and my knowledge, you know, if I was to make this decision, what is what is the worst outcome that can come out of this? Or what is the best outcome that can come out of this? So I, was, I would say those are, are one of the biggest challenges in a new business. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, and you, you speak on those challenges, um, and, and you touched a little bit on this about uh, pragmatic uh, with with forward thinking. How in your role, um, one of the kids they they were uh, questioning, how do you stay informed about marketing trends and you know staying staying uh, above the curve, if you will?
1: mm mm-hmm. So I make sure that I am subscribed, obviously, to a lot of the business, you know, uh, newsletters and, and, you know, just kind of stay in tune with, uh, Things like women wear daily, business of fashion, um, and even even just current events, you know, in in fashion, even though we're just, you know, we're not just, but making, you know, product and it's it's not necessarily a necessity. We do have to be very mindful of what's going on in the in in the world, right? Like what goes on in the world will impact our business, you know, during post COVID, obviously people had access to to. To capital and had access to funds. So they were easily, you know, buying more stuff. That meant that I have to prepare myself, my team, and the factories that the volume is going to grow. You know, as we see the economy, you know, suffering a bit, then I say, okay, I need to cut back on my plan with the factories because most likely we're not going to produce what we had anticipated, I don't know, a year ago or so. Because they, they on, the, on the other side, on the factory side, also need to plan their capacity, need to plan, you know, for, for their employees. So a lot of, like, the news and also networking, networking on, you know, what's going on, in, you know, at your brand and, and the factories. The factories are, like, absolutely the, the, the best resource for me because they have access to a lot of people and they're working on, on what's to come.
0: I bet that's a far cry from selling steel products, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll do with a, a couple more questions. Then we'll, we'll let you go because I know it's kind of getting late for our kids in Europe. Um, but one of the kids, they want to know, how do you manage and maintain quality across different manufacturing uh, locations like globally?
1: So um, a lot, I mean, everything comes to New York. So a lot of the decision-making is in New York. Um, Tori is very much involved in everything. So there's, there's a whole development process where, um, you know, she's involved, her eyes, our eyes, it's very important for everyone to look at the product with, with, you know the way Tori would look at it, and that's something that you know it's important when I train people. Um, you have to have a different approach. Well, maybe a simple thing is you know for an outside customer should not be for us because we need to we need to be the ones pushing the factory. Um, yes, that may be, you know, the glue on something may be okay for another brand that you're working on, but our brand is different. So, you know, from the very beginning, it's very important to set the tone, which with the factories and, you know, when I onboard factory, we have meetings with the upper management and we say, okay, this is what it means to do business with Tory Burch. Our quality is number one you know, it, it is it is very important that our quality just is not compromised whatsoever. And then, of course, we have co- uh, quality control teams around the world. We have overseas offices around the world. And we, we you know, us on the New York side, we also travel, like I travel um, to Asia and Brazil and Italy, because FaceTime with our teams are very important. That's how eventually I need them to be my eyes and ears on the grounds because I can't be there all the time. My team can't be there all the time. The same way, um, you know, the same us, you know, my team or the design team, we become the eyes and ears of Tori. So it's building that that team, you know, that, that you can trust um, and setting the tone from the very beginning with all of our vendors. This is what it means to do business with us.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, And, you know, thank you for connecting with us. And I know that Tori Birch, Ms. Birch, she's very active with philanthropic work as well. So Mm -hmm. please thank her on our behalf. And again, guys, if you want to learn more, check out ToriBirch.com. So uh, I always ask this of all of our guests, before we let you go, is there any advice that you could give to these kids as they go off into the world and figure out what they want to do? In your story, you didn't set out for this career, but now you're in this like world-changing kind of career like what kind of advice would you have for them
1: so for sure um don't get caught up on this is what i need to do this is what i want to do understand and try to figure out what are some areas that are of interest um and that would start to guide you into certain path and like i said you know my background I, i all i knew was that i liked business and then later on i realized that i like the global aspect of business so then i i kind of focused on that and forgot about the industry that it was going to lead me to and that's that's my advice you know focus on the classes that you're like oh this sparks something this drives me because there's something there we don't need to be good at everything you know but we're we're definitely great at something (laughs) you know, and, and once you start to narrow it down, it starts to, to get, you know, kind of carve the, the path for you. So don't focus too much on the end, focus on the journey there.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's awesome advice, Diana. We can't thank you enough for connecting with us and spending time with us today. And guys, we'll have this episode, uh, edited and and pushed out tomorrow for anyone who wants to watch again um so before we let you go uh can we all unmute and can we say thank you to diana hidalgo for taking time to speaking uh with us today thank you so much diana
1: thank you for having me Thank thank you thank you thank you bye pleasure bye